Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scavenger Life. This is episode number 482 at scavengerlife.com. So there have been times when there have been people on the forum that have had a very good eBay business, you know? They've, like, created their pipeline. Yeah. They probably have, like, a shipping table. Yeah. They have all their spots that they love to go and shop at. Yeah. Like, what? It's perfect. They've reached nirvana. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is they get a job. <laughs> and yeah, some of the reasons I've heard, and it makes sense, is that all that's great, the whole like starting a pipeline and you own your time. The problem is, I've heard, is that they want companionship, mm. like adult companionship. Because, you Socialization. Know, right. So maybe they have kids at home and they're like, yeah, I'm working at home. It's great to have my time. I'm just around my kids all the time. Yeah. Like... Or my husband, or whatever, yeah. my wife. Like, I uh, need other people. Like, around. I want adult companionship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I know one person specifically that did that. Like, yeah. and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that totally makes sense. Right. I think that there is, you know, one th- thing about having a job is that you have, like, a workplace to go to with, like, relationships. And, and a schedule. Right. You know, that's something that a lot of people struggle with with eBay or any independent freelance work where you're like, you know, I sleep too late or I get up early and, you know. And to be around people who see you as you and not, like, as a parent or right. mom or dad it's or like the separated, wife or the yeah. husband, you know. Yeah. You're like, you know... Whatever, you're Steve, you're Jane, yeah. that person, and you can kind of live that life. And I get that. And, you know, and, yeah. and, and I've heard that often is that, you know, eBay is lonely. Yeah. That's so, why we started this yeah. podcast. Right. <laughs> it can be lonely and that, you know, that's one thing. And one way to do that is to get a job because that's like the instant work. Yeah. You know, I mean, look. Think about television. There's like endless workplace <laughs> sitcoms because, you know, yeah. there's so much crazy, fun, yeah. horrible stuff that happens in, in yeah. workplaces, you know. Um, so I, I bring that up because I was thinking about, you know, why are we starting a coffee business? Right. You know, like it's weird. It's a, it's a great question. Like we have an like eBay business. And if we wanted to, we could... I mean, we were talking about this yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, it's a longer story, but you know, where we could just not do anything else, just do eBay, and we would be okay. Yeah, you know, like we don't have to do any of this. And I was thinking, well, part of it is kind of to build our own workplace. Yeah. Instead of getting a job to be around other adults and doing things, we're. Cu- and this was yeah. because. Uh, Yesterday, we did another event with our partners uh, selling coffee. We set up like a tent and like a table and espresso machine. And it was fun. It was like a little downtown like craft fair. Right. Small craft fair. Selling coffee to the Mennonites. Yeah. It was. Totally. Yeah. and they they were, love they love those flavors. They were into the caramel <laughs> mocha lattes, you know. Yeah. I was like combining syrups. It was ridiculous. But that's what hit me yeah. was that, oh, this is different from eBay. We're like around other adults. Yeah. We're around customers and people. Yeah. And it was it's totally different. Yeah. You're around your partners. So you're learning to work with other people under pressure. You know, when you have 10 people in line for a coffee you're also learning to work directly with customers, which is really different than eBay, where there's a shield of the internet. Um, I enjoy it. Like, I really like that interaction with, you know, your coworkers. You know, like, Phil was teaching me a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, I'm like, getting drinks ready. Getting, you know, I wasn't doing the espresso machine, because that's, like, serious pro, <laughs> pro training um, that needs to happen, but... It was really fun and it was really, I really love seeing people's reactions too, to the drinks and to the quality and, you know, chatting with people. It's really, it's really fulfilling in a different way, you know. I also enjoy just talking to people there and specifically because they're 
Mennonites, they have yeah. like a different a worldview or a different way of life. Yeah. So the other people, like the people who were serving food next to us, they had this amazing, delicious food. And so Jay was chatting with them, just like, how did you end up here? And, you know, one guy was from Los Angeles and he ended up here. And it's just fascinating. Yeah. And you know, I got to learn like the different flavors of a Mennonite. You mm-hmm. know, there's like, they call them the black bumpers. I don't yeah. know if that's a bad term, but it's like the the ones that drive the. They're more like the Amish, right? They drive the like uh, horse the carts, horse and buggy with a black, and bumper, they're black, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, or then there's the ones that like drive the horses, but they do electricity, and then there are ones that don't do electricity and drive the. You know that they're like the craziest. Right. And well, then, and then there's the ones who like who, drive a caravan and go to the grocery store, right? I mean, like like they do everything, whatever regular people do. They just also wear the the garb. Little ladies have the little hat thing, the little bonnet, and white tennis shoes and long skirts. <laughs> um, they don't all wear white tennis shoes, but a lot of them do. Yeah. Um, but then there's Mennonites that we've met who are just like everyone else, and they go to a Mennonite church. Like you know, they're not. Yeah, it's all just I don't know, like flavors. Yeah, of, but so, anyway, that was interesting. That was fun to me. <laughs> something that would not happen if we were just in our house selling things on eBay. Yeah, you know? but. We can do that because we do sell on eBay, you know? Well, what's funny is we were selling on eBay while we were there. So I was taking offers during breaks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. But um, yeah, and it also speaks to a larger conversation about like what we want to happen in our community, in our town. Like we want a place that feels like a community place with people who are interested in you know every single person who gets a coffee you're like hey do you live here oh are you visiting you know like there's so many places that don't care who you are no right so yeah and so we've talked about that before about it wanting to build a community place but i guess just specifically selfishly yeah this community place is for us. It's like... <laughs> Jay, Jay said... Jay asked me, we were on a walk the other day, and he's like, it would be worth it to do all this, even if like we were the only ones that showed right. up. I'm like, like, really? You know, it's like a $100,000 cup of coffee. It's like, but if we can go, and it's super comfortable, and people are nice to us, like, like it's worth it. More... Right? Okay, so the funny thing about the event yesterday was, um, you know, we were in the next county over, several, several towns over... And there were quite a few people that came up to us that are like, oh, we're so excited for your new location. And we're like, what? It wasn't the newspaper down there. So yeah. that, that makes sense. But yeah. it was really cute. They're like, oh, my sister lives, you know, over over the mountain. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Word gets around. So. But anyway, yeah. I so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any answers. This is not like a. This is not the answer podcast. But <laughs> this I is th- the question podcast. But I think that is interesting, and I wonder if other scavengers feel the same way. Like, you know, you create this cool business, this pipeline. It, that no one else understands. <laughs> you don't have to clock in anywhere. And you can sleep late, yeah. all those good things. But there's one thing that you crave, and yeah. that's companionship. And or, community. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's maybe outside of your, your, uh, your family. Right. And, well, and, and also, how do you find that? And and we've talked about that on the forum in the past, where people are like, "We'll get a hobby and join a group." Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's one way to, to do it too. I just think it's interesting. I really think, for me, that's a big motivator. Is that I don't want to get a job, right? <laughs> but I like the idea of being around other people and working with them. Yeah, and having relations with them outside of you. Yeah. You know, so they right. see me as me. Yeah. And instead of getting a job and doing that, we're just starting another business. Well, also, it it's it is helpful that we're starting something that we're interested in. Like we're interested in coffee. You know, it's not like we're just like, oh, we started. I don't even know. Uh, we're a part of a group that's. Yeah, I don't know. It 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 helps that we need that in our town and that we are interested in it and we're like diving quite deep into it you know it's not like we're just like oh we opened a cafe and we rented to someone which we absolutely could have done and most people were like why didn't you just do that you know we we dove deep where we were like okay we're gonna we're roasting all our own beans like this is their business model so it's like we really need to know what we're doing um quickly (laughs) yep so to me that's super fulfilling like 
I was nerding out with the barista, this this guy that works um, for them at the event. And, you know, he was just like, how do you know all this about coffee? Like, how long have you known? And I'm like, N- a year. I've known <laughs> about this stuff for a year. And I'm just well, diving we, as deep as possible. I so drink I drink coffee. Yeah, um, right. That was Jay's wow. answer. I'm really good at I've always dr- drank coffee, <laughs> which is... Well, in education sometimes. We, we, we also have been good about, we do deep, deep dives. So we've been spending the past year and a half really learning a lot about all this. Yeah. Stuff. So it's, and it's cool. And I think also like we've been doing eBay for a while. So, you know, doing something like this helps us not just be in a grind of like, Here's another box of weird stuff from an auction. Hang on. You know what I mean? Hang on a second. Are you getting, is this next on your list? I got an idea. No. Okay. I was thinking, you know, and, uh, you know, our adventure with this, starting this coffee business is just like how we did it with the eBay business. Yeah. Like, uh, right. We, you know, there's there's so many resources out there. We, we started to read books. Yes. Um I've been doing podcasts. Yes. There are people who have made podcasts about opening business, you know, opening specifically coffee, coffee shops, shops and how to make people coffee roasting, drinking, like brewing. When, when I'm driving around, I've just been hearing all of these. Things. Yeah. There's so much to learn. We did take some classes. That's yes. Something we didn't do with eBay, but we, no. we did do that with this. We, yeah, we took courses. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and that's how it, you do anything really. Yeah. It, it, whether it be starting an eBay business or starting a coffee shop. You know? Yeah. That was my big idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it can be similar. Like, yeah. you're like, I want, I'm interested in doing this and I need to figure out what I'm doing kind of quickly. Like, I can't yeah. just be like, that might be neat someday. Yeah. You're like, I got to figure this out right now. When they, you know, like one of my first classes, you know, the teacher was like, Oh, uh, this coffee's from Guatemala, and like the other people who are roasters in the in the class, yeah. kind of all nodded. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What does that mean? You just said it's from Guatemala. Why did they Why did they nod? How do you know that? Yeah, right. like like what did that mean that right. it was from there? And you know, then my teacher explains it. Well, right. it has certain taste profiles, or it can be a more dense bean. Blah 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 blah. Right. And so you start to hear those words right. and and hear those phrases and those ideas. And you still don't know everything. You know, I'll talk to Phil and I'll be like, well, why did you do it that way? And he's like, I don't know. I was just guessing. And you're like, oh, okay. But it it is just like eBay, how when we started, I didn't know anything about anything. Yeah. You know, I'd been surrounded by these items out in the world my whole life. Yeah. I was blind to them. I'd go to flea markets. I would just like. You wouldn't even pick I was like, I want. Shoes. I want yeah. boots, boots. Specifically. I want leather boots. I want leather boots. And I would Pendleton just, shirts. I would just like walk through an entire flea market yep. and just not yep. see anything and be like, there's nothing here. Yeah. And now we've learned a lot. And yeah. now I go through it and there's just so, so much. much. like, wow, look at that. Treasures. That's like a, a British yeah, right. 18th century, right. <laughs> a wooden coffee box. I don't yeah. Know, I mean, you know, like... I, I mean, not not saying we know that right away, but you look at something and you go, I'm pretty sure that's special. I don't know right. what it is, but right. I'm going to buy it for a dollar. <laughs> and that's exciting. And, and then just to wrap up, before we go on to just specifically our numbers this week, uh, you know, I was thinking too about like, you know, I guess also part of that is each of us have to find like our sweet spot. Like we, you know, you have to find out like how much work do you want to put into eBay? <laughs> yeah. How much money do you need? to make out of it right. to buy at your time and then once you have your time what do you want to do to enjoy your life you right know? i mean and i think we've kind of have figured that out like yeah i think like the numbers we're going to talk about now like this is kind of our sweet spot the money we made th- this week yeah pays our bills yeah. the amount of work we put in it's this week is pretty minimal it's about the amount of work we kind of want to yeah. put in now right and we're kind of good yeah you know it helps to have a helper right. because if you don't have a helper man stuff is piling up right. stuff and, piled up for two months before we got a helper and look i think it's cool you know people pop up on the forum and they're brand new and they're like full of just yeah. like 
energy and fire. Like they yeah. just discovered yeah. that. Which is great. All this stuff that you can sell. And they're just like, you know, guys, I'm like, I'm selling on Facebook Marketplace. I'm selling on Craigslist. I'm selling on eBay. I'm selling on Amazon. I'm selling on Depop. Yeah. I'm selling on all these other Flash places. Mark. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I watch TV and I list and then like on the toilet I'm listing and like when I'm like in, in line at the store, I'm listing on my phone. Yep. I mean, I'm just like, cool. Like, I know it's exciting, you know, yeah. and then, but at some point, I think everyone just has to find out, you know, where is it where it's comfortable yeah. and you're not pushing so hard, yeah. you know, because I don't think we couldn't keep it up that long. I mean, we pushed hard in the beginning. Right. Like we, when we were renovating our house, I remember like being surrounded by construction just on my computer, like listing. Cause right. I was like, I got to pay for this. And kind of, it's knowing a specific specific n- number that we had three guys who were yep. uh, working you know that us. number on friday and we're like, we need two thousand dollars paycheck this week yeah like, let's hit it hard you yep know? exactly okay uh ebay um custom skew on the app okay so did i mention this last week i don't remember so now i updated the app the other day i'm terrible at updating apps on my phone I never do it because I just, because you have to do it manually. You have to be like update all apps, never look at the app store. So anyway, I I did it. I'm sitting in bed. It's like five in the morning. I'm like update all. (laughs) And so it updated the eBay app. And I was like, oh my God, you can look at your sold list and see the custom SKU. Here's a caveat. It's not on all listings for some reason. I have a custom SKU on 80% 80% of my listings, you know, clothes generally don't have a custom skew anyway, because they're in my clothing building. Something like I sold a, a lot of magazines this morning and the custom skew doesn't show up. Okay. Don't know why. Why is this cool? Like, okay, why is this cool? Hey. Because look, the most people, well, and I learned this pretty recently within the last year, <laughs> um, most people use that custom skew or custom label. They call it two different things. I don't know why for their inventory numbers. So they're like, it's on shelf X, bin X, bag X. So in the morning you go out to our storage building yeah. and you have your, your phone and you have I'm going item through sold. the list. And in the old days, I'd have to open okay, Saf- a week ago. Yeah. I have to open Safari on my phone. Right. So you open it through the web um, browser and go to the actual page. Yeah, and go to the, your sold page, right. like you see on your computer. Right. And I'm looking at it that way, which was okay. But I was like, why can't I just do this on the sold in the but app? It's now there's just uh, yeah a bunch of solds and it shows, it shows you where you the each one is. Queue. Awesome. And as I said, sometimes it doesn't show up, so you can click through to that item and see the custom label. But it it's great. To see it just on that list. Right. You click sold, you're like scrolling through, there it is. You just pick you just pick from there. Yeah. So thank God. Right. Cool. So it's awesome. Yeah. Um I just want them to fix whatever bug it is where some of them don't show up. I think it's a formatting thing. Sometimes on the solds where they're like sold via promoted listing, which number one, I don't care about on the app. I'm like, you don't have to show me that on the list. Show me my custom SKU. So I think yeah. that's why. But that's a cool thing that eBay did that they yeah. added something that isn't like super sexy and glamorous. Yeah, it's like a back end like, thing for sellers. It's just like a real practical thing that makes it seem like they hear us and yeah. do something good. So, so I don't know how that got implemented, like who heard who. Why? But yeah. Yeah, like why did that happen? I mean, it's awesome. Honestly, and it's probably something so, you know, it's such a big deal. Kind of, but it's probably one of those really random things where, like, Steve in, like, the app uh, mobile d- department, department <laughs> he's in, like, cubicle C. He's like, oh, I could probably just do this. I mean, just do this. Okay, done. And then Yeah, it's like, and it's just, know, like, it was just an, he an update. It, and, like, is no one pays attention to it. Or yeah, anything. and we're like, oh, my God, finally, <laughs> I can see the custom label on mobile. Uh, in the list. <laughs> but that's just because, you know, none of us really have any idea, like, how they talk about this stuff internally. And Yeah, you know, so like, thank yeah. God. Cool. Uh, how is our helper doing, Ryan? Good. 
Um, you know, he's a 16-year-old male. Right. A young 16-year-old. So, you know, there are times where I need things done where I just assume that they'll happen. Like, I put... <laughs> this is... I just couldn't believe this. I was like, okay. I need to be very explicit about what I need. So I have a bunch of random items and I had a shirt that you happen to find in a parking lot on the ground. But it How was... was it? I was at Home Depot. And yeah, and you're like, I here's was, a shirt. I found a shirt on the you're ground. You're like, I'd sell that. It, it was a Nike shirt. so and we cleaned it. And, yeah. yeah, so it's good to go. But um, I put it there and I said, because I noticed he wouldn't put chest measurements on things. He would just be like, size large. And I've told him, look, I need a chest measurement, even though there's a large. So I wrote a note, please do the chest measurement for the shirt. So I come back the you know that evening to put stuff away, and he had written down the chest measurement, and I had looked through my scheduled and drafts. Well, he didn't make a listing for it. He, he he literally just measured the chest for me and wrote it down. And wrote it down on the note. On the note, he did what you told him to. You know, <laughs> so, um, which is funny, and also I'm like, dude. You got to understand that if I put it on the floor, I want a photo and a listing. I could have just measured the chest myself in the time it took me to write you the note. Why would I just ask for that? So I explicitly have to be like, I mean, this is what I need. It is funny being at the age where you have to think like, oh, yeah. I mean, like I was I mean, I know I personally was probably like that too, a young guy who just... Just not no, thinking about the bigger picture. Much about much. I hadn't really done anything in my like life. Like he's never had a job yeah, before. Right. I would just go and there would be food. And yeah, just right. Like, <laughs> you just like go to school. Where it all comes from. Where you're told yeah, to you know. go. Um, yeah, so it's kind of funny. Like now I just have to, I'm just very explicit. I'm like, I want you to take a picture of this logo. And I want an, a close-up of it. Like just... It's training. Yeah. You can't train someone in one session. Right. Like, you just have to keep being like, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And that's fine. The The only issue for me is, like, we have been so busy with learning the coffee business, setting up the coffee business, working with Phil and Jill. I'm roasting two days a week with Phil as an apprentice. So there are days where I just will not see my helper. I set everything up. I write a note. I say, text me if you have any questions. I just cannot be here. So that's what's hard is that I can't set him up and be like, okay, make sure you do this. Make sure you, like, I just have to write a note. And so far he's been doing fine when I'm like explicit. I need this shirt. <laughs> Here's these pants, you know? Um, so that's been fine. And you know what? His photos are great. Um, he's putting stuff in categories I make him do a check. So this is another thing. So I'll put the skew, like these go in this bin, these go on the shelf, blah, blah, blah. I said, put a red check mark when you're done with it because he wouldn't like put stuff in the pile to go away. And I'd be like, I don't know what he did. So I'm like, put a red check mark. So that actually is like an organizational help where I'm just like, this is done. So I'm learning too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just as long yeah. as he's teachable. Yeah, and, totally. You know, he's just kind of getting it. He he doing it. Yeah, so exactly. It's so good. it's it's good. I know that was a long diatribe, but no, that's I mean, how it's going. I think people people are interested in how helpers work. You know. Yeah. So our numbers this week, we sold basically almost half as much as a week ago. So it was, especially towards the end of the week, it was, it was slow. slow. So we sold 39 items for $1,254.08, not including shipping. Yeah. Uh, which actually the number itself isn't too, too bad. And we made $200 less, but uh, yeah. we just sold fewer items. And again... So we had some high-priced items, I remember. Yeah, and I, don't, and I don't know if it's just because of, you know, I don't know. I always think about like what's going on in the world. The chaos of just current news. Kind of chaos of current news. People start freaking out or I don't know if that affects their... I feel like... I feel like... So it was Thursday night was like the news, crazy news cycle. Um, and, you know, stuff slowed down after that. And I'm like... People might just not be, like, buying cool stuff on eBay this weekend. And actually, you know, because because this is 2020, anything can happen. We actually, after we did that coffee event, we were in the next town over and we went to Costco. Yeah. And we bought $600 worth of uh, of food. 
Yeah, and we which com- we do not do ever. Right. We completely stocked our freezer, and we completely stocked our our pantry. And I bet we have, if we had to, I was like, if you were like buying a piece of pizza for us, I was like doing the math, like, okay, we got all these chicken, all the gullies. I I think we could be okay for four months. Yeah, and I only do that just and we and anyway, I bring that up just because uh, it's twenty twenty. We all vote in a month. Or I don't know. Early voting in some states. Anything kooky can happen. I'm just like it's let's just. I want to be able to be in my house for a couple months if I had to with my Instapot, yeah, instant pot. Yeah, during and my air fryer. Election craziness, <laughs> pandemic, whatever. Yeah, so. it's like yeah, just yeah. the the New York Times the last three days. I'm just like I, I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to have to be worried about toilet paper or food or anything like that. <laughs> so, so yeah. So yeah. yesterday was a serious grocery run. I got. Yeah. I know now. I have flour. I have yeast. I have milk powder. I have anything we need to yeah. make sustenance. We have beans and the uh, chicken. The uh, and Mormons out there are like, of course. Like, They're like, why don't you have that? Don't stuff? you have five <laughs> gallons of peanut butter <laughs> why and gold don't coins? You have that? Yeah. So hey, they're they're yeah. they're smart. They're ready. Uh, okay, things we sold this week. So we sold um, a a little statue with a broken head. Oh yes, for ninety dollars. Yeah. So yeah. this the same person was bidding on this, like or sending me offers. I for think you a had week. it up for like two fifty or something. I had it. So the thing about this statue, right? If it wasn't broken, it'd be worth like four hundred dollars right. because it's a it's a hand carved marble bust of a woman with these amazing hair wrap things it's like about the size from Italy. of my forearm it's, you know, it's signed like, yeah. yeah it's like from yeah it's like this substantial like hand carved beautiful portrait of a woman um from italy i think it's early i think it's like late 1800s wow. like yeah so this thing's like a series if you look them up you're yeah. like because who's carving chunks of marble right now made of carrera marble. yeah it's carrera marble right it's stained like yeah. someone's got to clean it up and fix it um so the head is broken off like of it. clean off yeah like like the head was heavy i'm sure someone knocked it off a shelf and it was like boom yeah Still an amazing look, even with the head broken off, I'm like, it's still a cool, like, spooky, weird piece, right? So I put it up for a really high, and finally, I got into a negotiation with someone over like a week and a half, and he finally was like $90. I was like, broken Carrera Marvel, yeah, just like, 90 bucks, just. Just take some glue and glue it on. I mean, someone would have to repair it. Someone could repair it, I think, professionally. It is a beautiful piece. So, But that's one of those scavenger items where I think most people would be like, most people who are not scavengers who sell or whatever would be like, just just like throw it in the garden as a stone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what, it's (laughs) solid marble. It weighed like eight pounds by itself. So, you know. But I was like, this is a cool art piece. I think someone could repair it. Even if they didn't repair it, it would still be this weird Halloween thing, you know? Yeah. It reminds me of, did anybody see Return to Oz? Um, so, Ozma. Was it Ozma? Somebody, somebody in the... in the, Is that the one with Michael Jackson? No. Oh, okay. That's The Wiz. Oh, okay. Um, which is also an Oz. It's like, it's like from 1985, made by Disney. It's scary as hell. But this one of the women in the movie has interchangeable heads. That's basically what this is. Like, she would choose what head she wants. I think it was Ozma. Um, anyway, so there you go. Cool. Return to Oz. 1985. Saw it in the theater. <laughs> when, I was five. when I was five. So, um, something else we sold. We sold several, like, old military, like, Oh, like jackets. Jackets. Which, yeah, to different people. Which, you know, and these are like just a U.S. military. Like, yeah. they're, they're cool. They're like wool, like... Like sergeants, jacket. like dress jackets. And it's like, it's one of those things where you're like, I see them and I'm like, these are so cool. They're like wool. But like, like no one's going to wear surge. them. And yeah, yeah. Like, they're so well made. But it's like, why would anyone buy this? But For display, Of course I think. we get it anyway. Yeah, of course. There's such slow sellers. Yeah. Like in our storage, we have like a rack of like of old... The bunch of them. Well-made, and yeah. they just sell so slow. But 
Yeah, when they sell, they can sell for. I think we sold one for seventy dollars. What something. was the other one? Do you remember? Um, there was two. One of them was a khaki sort of Marines one, and one was an army. You know, an army mm. green. But they have all the patches, and so that's what's interesting too. Um, and the pins and stuff. So. And then uh, something else we yeah. sold that we we sell fairly well. It's such it's such weird thing. It's such a weird item to me, and that's like stone fruit. Like oh my fake, god, fruit decor. Right, it's like fake fruit that's hand carved out of like marble or stone or yeah, agate, agate or whatever. And this stuff sells very well. A gate, yeah. And so, um, I yeah, mean, it's weird. Some of them can sell for hundreds of dollars. Yeah, you know. But. So we, I at an auction bought like a big box of stone fruit, like. The weirdest fruit, mangoes, pomegranates. You're like, you know, it's not just like fake bananas or whatever. It was like, well, there were some that were peaches and some that were pears, but like mango and pomegranate. And I basically just like divvied them up into the different kinds, like small peaches, large peaches, pomegranates, mangoes. I sold those pomegranates for how much? 75? Yep. What? I don't know. I mean, it's decor. And I guess it's just yeah, you know, it's people, really nice decor. You know, you you have a bowl and you want fruit in it, but you don't want to keep changing the fruit out. You, you don't just want plastic put it fruit. on the. Well, let's get some hand carved. You know, I think they're not my style, but I could see, I could see how someone could use them. Yeah, and they're they're not plastic fruit, although I do have some plastic pears for sale. Um, yeah, yeah, they're neat. Who knows? Who who knows? Who knew? Uh, <laughs> who knew? Scavenge of the week. I mean, Do we if, scavenge. So that's the thing. We scavenge a little bit oh, at, yeah. at at a local store, but the, oh, and actually, when we were at that coffee event, it was like oh, yeah. with the there were it was, it was like a street fair kind of thing. It was behind a thrift store, but like right. a, like an antique store. But people were selling stuff on the street. It was kind yeah. of just like a. Like a you know a like fun a, fall event, a fall day, and fair I was walking thing. to the car to get something, and I saw one of those a metal, um, what do you call it? igloo? Uh, what, cool, it's a cooler. Yeah, like, like it's like a chest. thermos brand. And for metal. some reason, people are really into like the old fashioned metal ones. <laughs> they just look cool. Anyway, it had a three dollar price tag. Well, well, there was a lady. Out, yeah. There was a lady standing next to us, and we were like, "Is that three dollars?" And she wasn't working there. She was buying stuff. And she's like, it must be 300 right. <laughs> and, and then she's like, well, at least it's 30 So we go up to the guy. And we're like, is this $3? He's like, yep. We're like, great. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> Three bucks. I mean, the inside, the the plastic it's inside cracked. is cracked. So it's not really going to hold. Water, yeah. So, which is probably why they sold it cheap. It's decor. No. Yeah. I'm, yeah. We'll just show the crack. But for 3 bucks, it's yep. green. I was, ew, It's neat. Yep. But because of the way we scavenge, we're still, I, I keep saying this week after week, we're still eating off of those auctions. I went four weeks in a row and got a truckload of stuff each time, and we're still eating off of I mean, the, that huge amount of haul. You know, I probably spent 1800 bucks on all that stuff, yeah. but we're still eating off of it. E- eating it. Eating it. Um, when we unloaded all our Costco stuff into our freezer, so we have a stand-up freezer that's the size of a fridge in our back building because there's nowhere else to put it. Um, so we backed up to the back building to unload and I like saw all these boxes back there. I'm like, those are from the auction. Like there's more boxes yep. back here, which is fine. It's just, yeah, we're still <laughs> going. Like, it's fine. I'm like, yeah. what is it? Yeah, but we we're getting to. through it. So that's good. Yeah. And it's good stuff. It's like Christmas. So like you bought a bunch of stuff and I saw some of it online, but I we never unpacked it. So I'm unpacking stuff now, and I'm just like, what the hell is this? (laughs) There's some amazing things. I found this, like, box of humidors, like, wooden hand-carved humidors. Yeah, what's a humidor? Uh, You put put cigars in it? I know what it is. Oh, I was like, like, how old are you? Do you not know what this (laughs) is? 
when I first started, um, I might not have yeah, known I that. Know. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's these cool it wooden boxes, and oftentimes they're like really well made. Well, and, and they're like, hu- they call it a humidor. I think it's because you can control the humidity, mm-hmm. so you can put these little like clay strips that like keep the humidity a certain whatever. Um, so yeah, that's what they are. But they're cool to just keep little. They're, like cool. I have a humidor um, that keeps all this stuff by my table in the room where we watch TV. So like all the remotes and like hand lotion and like lip balm and yeah. like hair clips are in this little humidor and it's perfect. Yep. Customer issues. Uh, I mean, look, it's it's not a big deal, but let's just talk about it just in case anyone that is brand new to eBay. This is like par for the course. Someone bought like an antique plate from us. Like a plate. A platter. A platter. Flow blue, a old, a hundred something dollars. Right. Like you're like, cool, a cool sale. And we showed everything and he says, he opens up a return and says it's chipped. Well, it says it chipped. It shows it's chipped. You know. I point to it in the, I, like, my helper pointed to the chip. Like it's the all there. And then in the official like return, the buyer puts in the uh, a message, seller knew it was chipped and doctored the photo. You know, it's just like... <laughs> what? You know, it's just like the, the drama... talking about? The drama gets amped up where it just can't be like, I don't want it, I, I want to return it, which is fine. It's got to be like... You know, I'm being, you knew. I'm being bamboozled. I'm being, you know... Well, so what I... What? So my question to you is... Yeah. How do you handle this? Okay, so here's how I handle it. Number one, if you have free returns, you have to accept the return. Right. Actually... You pretty much have to accept a return for any reason on eBay right now, other than if you don't have returns turned on and the person says, I don't like it, and it's the person's fault, the buyer's fault, you can decline it. I have free returns open on on all my listings, so I have to just accept it no matter what. And that's fine. Right, fine. Um, here's what I think before I go into how I handle it. I think this person's fishing for a refund. Mm. I think they want to keep this item mm. um, because uh, it actually says it on the listing that is chipped and it shows it on the listing that is chipped. Um, so I'm like... Right. And the problem is they open a, a return saying we did something wrong. Right. So if he returns it, I have to we have to pay that. for everything, all the shipping. So, and so here's that. how I dealt with it. And this is the only way I, instead of accepting the, the return at first, which I eventually did, I messaged them just so it was on the record, just so I was able to send them the message. I said, the fourth photo shows the chip and I'm pointing to the chip. I also say in my item condition that the item is chipped, right? So I waited an hour. They didn't say anything, which I didn't think that they would. And then I accepted the return. I just wanted it on the record that right. I was like, this is as right. described. Hear ye, hear ye. And I think they're just fishing for a refund. I think they want to keep it. Okay, cool. So, And if they send it back, I'll just resell it. Right. And so that's what we do. Is send we don't, it back. We don't have long conversations yeah. or fights or like, how dare you, you know, say I did something wrong. You're just like... Just pointing out on the, you know. it is as described. Then you accept it. And then if we get it back, do you call eBay and be like, this isn't my fault. I mean, I'll take the return, but I'm not paying. Because they're not going to do anything. Okay. They're not going to give you your money Do you give them a partial so i don't i don't refund their, like this person, I won't refund their original shipping. Because eBay gives you that choice. Yes. But then the buyer can... Appeal that, appeal but that. then eBay should cover me. Okay. But I do have to pay for the return label, no right. matter what. Right. And that's fine. I mean, that's just, you know. Now, if they... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's confusing. Um, but either way, I doubt this person's going to ship it back. Yeah. Because most people, honestly, look, most people are like, this is... INAD, item not as described, or damaged, or incomplete, or whatever, and you're like, cool, send it back. Well, they don't want to send it. Yeah. They don't want so, to. They just want money. TBD. Let's see what happens we'll next see. week. I'll or, let you know. Yeah. They have a ridiculous amount of time to return this thing at this point. Yeah. It's like 45 days. Returns just stay open forever. <laughs> I will say I enjoy that during the this podcast that we, we've been doing, that we've sold three items. This is very nice. You know, it's, it's been slow. Like we sold one thing yesterday. Yeah. So 
Well, I'm glad. I appreciate that. My phone's on airplane mode because we record uh, back up on my phone and I can't have the data going on. So I haven't been able to see all those. Right. Uh, that makes me feel better <laughs> about this week. So things we learned in the forum. Um, Peggy, she actually sent us a message and she said she had bought several sweaters from us. Over the years. Uh, like these nice like we're both wearing them yeah like Like rag wool they call them right uh i mean she didn't buy the ones ones you like that it's just old uh wool sweaters and she sent us a photo she unraveled them all got the wool yep and sewed 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 wool caps did you just say she sewed the caps she knitted them she knitted the caps what world do you live in? Wool caps, and she showed us these photos. It was of them, amazing. And they looked like super professional. I like, just was know. like, "This is so cool." Yeah, it's like the ultimate recycling. Yeah. You take an old sweater that someone didn't want or whatever. Right. You unravel it for the wool. Right. And then you make it into these awesome hats. And we actually That's did so that cool. for a while when we were in. We were. I was in. I was really into wool. Yeah. I was really into wool. What did we do? We made hats? I was just like, wool's so cool. Because it is, and you're still into wool. But we would be finding it, and there would be like, you know, skirts that had like holes in them, and that's a problem with it, is that, you know, they get get shoved in closets. And and, moths eat them. Yeah. And so... And we would try and sell them, then people would people would be upset, of course, because they don't want stuff that has holes in yeah. it. Someone said we'll sell them in lots as fabric, basically, as fabric. or and, as wool. And we did that for a while. It's not that profitable, so we don't do it anymore. But I think it's fun that people do that. That they. Well, I wonder if um, it's cheaper to buy a bunch of old sweaters than to buy wool. Yeah. It can't be. I doubt it. I yeah. mean, especially all the, uh, I mean, it, you got to like take it all Well, you got to take it apart. Yeah. Although unraveling is not a big deal. Like once you get it and you can, un- right. if you can unravel it, yeah. it's pretty easy. But anyway. It's that, all one piece basically. That uh, warmed our heart. Oh, really I love cool. that so much. Thanks, I was like, Peggy. that is, I love it. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go to the questions or comments. Okay, you can call our voicemail line. The phone number is 540-407-8486. Or you can email us an audio file from your phone. Our email is thescavengerlife at gmail.com. Hey, Jay and Ryan. This is Marty in Santa Barbara, California. I'm responding to the caller from Australia. I might actually have some information that might help her, so let me just share that. Uh, Occasionally, I uh, subscribe for a month to Terapeak kind of assess the year-long comp sales on things that I'm selling and try to churn through a bunch of them and kind of jot them down and take a look at the average shipping price, the average sale, and, and sometimes the, um, the best time of year to sell, etc., etc. Anyway, the point is that if you use Terapeak or even if she wants to just use it for a month subscription, I'm assuming it's similar in Australia, in Terapeak which is now embedded into eBay as a research tool, you can search an item and then filter for where it was sold from and where it was purchased from. So I usually or I usually filter from the US. So you can do that, I'm assuming, from Australia as well. Uh, it's um, Again, I don't have it right in front of me because I, I don't have it currently, so I can't really check... But I believe that might help her. And even though you can see the sales for a year, you can't actually click on the sales from anything beyond three months. So it only shows you, uh, you can click on the sales from the past 90 days, just like you can on eBay. But in this way, she can do it and filter it for Australia. That's my hunch. Hope that helps. Keep up the good work. All right, thanks. Bye. That is a cool tip to look at Terapeak data and search by location so she can sell somewhere. Although, like you said, on Terapeak, they'll show you a year's worth of data, but you can only click on the things that are 90 days old. Like, you'll see the data for something a year ago, but you can't click through and, like, sell somewhere. Yeah. So it's a bit of a limitation there but 
It's and, something. And I do just want to make clear that, you know, I'm just a guy on the internet. I sometimes talk about things I don't know about. <laughs> oh, Maybe yeah. I drink a little bit too much coffee and I get a little too overly excited. <laughs> like, last week I was kind of poo-pooing the idea of people who... Sell somewhere? Sell similar, but I'm just like, why do that? You know, just like write your own listing, you know, and people are like, you know, kind of upset at me. And it's because, yeah, I'm not doing it myself. They're like, you don't even know what the listing page looks like, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And I was thinking it would copy over the the photos. It doesn't do that. It just copies Mm -hmm. over the information and I get it. You know, I thought it did copy over the photo. Like if you have a video, like an Xbox video game and you're like, Sell somewhere. Well, I guess that's a catalog image, yeah. not like a you know ten photos yeah. or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I don't anyway, know anything either. People are into it, so don't let me stop you from doing it. You know, sell similar. Hello, Ryan and Jay. Uh, I had a question for you. I listen to your podcast often, and I enjoy it. Please keep up the great work. Uh, I have been doing eBay without a store probably for about a year and a half now. As a uh, as a hobby, as a little bit of side income uh, to my full time job, my thoughts were. Uh, my question for you is: Do you think that if I was to actually get a store, a whatever a, a paid for store, whether it be the basic or all, you know, I think that's three, two or three um, stores, and then you get up to you have to be a, a very high volume seller uh, to get to the other two, I believe. But anyway, just any kind of store, even if it's just the first one. Do you think I will get more traffic and more sales because of that? I've always wondered that. I've always wondered whether um, eBay prioritizes stores and items uh, in, that people search for um, those items in those stores, whether they send those results back from the stores or not. I know that's something probably nobody could ever prove. Everybody's just probably got a theory about it. But um, I guess one, one question I, I would have maybe that some people would know from experience is, did uh are there any tools uh that a that you get with a store that allow you to drive traffic to your store um with different types of tools that eBay offers in a store that you don't get with just a regular non-store account which is what I have now so uh enjoying eBay having fun with it just want to see if I can get more sales and whether that uh moving over to a store would be the thing to do all right keep it up appreciate your answer take care okay you asked two things there, and one is, oh, it's so fun. We, we haven't talked about this in so long. There, we used to, on this podcast, talk endlessly about all the conspiracy theories around What drives eBay. sales? Because, because, I mean, people would call in, and they would just be, look, they would like, okay. End them after seven days, relist. They would be like, this is how you hack the eBay thing. You, Yeah, you do this and this and, you know, and this, like, changes everything and this will sell things more. And you, like, got to click it three times and then you, like, <laughs> relist it and, you yeah. know, put this magic number in it. And, and thank God we haven't talked about that in a long time. You know, it's just like put your head down, list, and go. So the question specifically is if you a list – items in a store does ebay like bump you up in the search i mean i don't think so i don't think so look the reason to get a store is you want lower fees do the numbers do the fees make sense to have a store and that's it yeah i don't know like i don't know i it's been so long since we haven't had a store that i'm like i don't think anything looks different you have a seller hub you can ship stuff like it just i feel like there's the fees trying to think i feel like there and people should call in and tell us uh i feel like there are some things you get with a store that you don't get with uh (laughs) we don't know what they are i don't know what What are they promoted listings uh, other than the fact, I mean, the thing I can say about a store is if you get like a set number of free, not free, free. but like included listings, right? It's and not per listing fees, right? Although you still get final value fees on everything, yeah. So, but anyway. there's no listing fees. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. That's absolutely not helpful at all. Yeah, sorry. That's all we know. Good morning, Ryan and Jay. It's Liz from Missouri. So I got my coffee this morning, and I'm really happy. I'm, I'm excited. Actually, I'm drinking it right now. It's the Costa Rican blend. I mixed three and a half tablespoons of coffee with four cups. Use four cups of water. And uh, next time I think I might go the four tablespoons with the four cups of water. But it's good. I like the flavor. It's not acidic and bitter. And that's what I don't like. But 
I love a good cup of coffee. So thank you, Ryan, for the roasting. I love this coffee. Love the packaging. like what you guys do on eBay. I'm listening again. I've had a lot of life happen in the last two years. Lost my brother, but life goes on. Anyway, thanks a lot for everything you do. You guys have a great day. Make it a great day. Bye. I did not pay this woman to send us this message. That is the sweetest message. And that was probably coffee that Orion helped. Look, if she just roast. got her coffee, then I helped roast that coffee. Yeah. Any coffee that you get from here on out. I helped. Roast. Yep. Correct. I, um, I, I might have packaged it up because I'm bagging while right. Phil's doing other stuff. So... It is interesting. So, you know, you are now helping Phil roast twice a week. Yep. You guys do it four, five hours at a time. Yeah. I think. I mean, you know, there's some like... Other stuff happening. Kind of hanging out time there. Or whatever. Hanging out. Hanging out. Um, it's like pure not work. Pure it's not roast. pure roasting. But you guys are now production. And you guys are doing about 70 to 80 pounds per... Per, de- per time. Per time. And... You know, we probably make four to six dollars profit on a pound of coffee. Yeah, you know, it's. I mean, again, like we we talked about, like selling on eBay, where it's we're volume. making like you know eighty dollars on an item. Yeah, it's just like it is about volume, and I and I know that Phil, our new partner, is. I mean, we're just like, like we gotta volume. We gotta do more of this. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, because you guys can be doing twice that. Yeah. Uh, by just putting image more coffee in there. Although we just have to sell more of it. Yeah, you know? we need to sell more. Uh, so Costa Rican, awesome. You can order online. Like the, this is the perfect segue to the end of the podcast. Broadporch.coffee. I'm helping roast. I'm helping package. I'm, I'm packaging. Like I did the packaging last yeah. week. So any, I do, a couple things. I do want us to make an eBay store for Broad Porch, so Ooh, I do. I, I do want to try to sell coffee oh. on eBay. That's down the road, but we know eBay so well that I didn't I'm even know that. Yeah, so well, wouldn't it make sense to have a yeah, have I, a, we, a little we, store we, on we eBay? Never talked about this. That's cool. I mean, we have our own store, but mm-hmm. why not sell on eBay too? Yeah. I mean, uh, just try. So there's that, and we're redesigning the packaging. That's like actively happening right now. We're trying to get quotes on printed bags, yeah. and we've redesigned the labels. Yep, and you guys are making some new blends, or you're going to yeah. like rename some blends. Rename some blends. Yep. Um, so that's super exciting. Yeah. I think our stuff is going to look really good yep. um, soon. And on, uh, I think on Wednesday we had talked about we're all going to get together and do some tastings of everything. So that we can have the tasting notes for the uh, right. packaging. Right. So cool. that's like that's like final yeah. where you're like, what does this taste like? We're going to write it on the label. That's going to be like us hanging out with coworkers. Yeah. Doing something having like really a important. Having social yeah, interaction. Yeah. Having some adults... Socializing—it's great. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it is exciting. So, thanks for that call. I'm sorry to hear about your brother, uh, but yeah, she's right. Make it a great day. That's yeah. what she said. Yeah, make it a great day. Yeah, shut up and do something. Whoa, that's that's what I would say. Like, yeah. she's really nice about it. Yeah. She's like, you know, have a great day. Make a great day. I'm like, just shut up and do it. <laughs> Stop sitting around. Start uh, hoarding it. food. Come on, go for it. <laughs> don't don't do that. <laughs> but stock up. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for being with us. I hope you've been uh, listening, taking photos, drinking coffee. Maybe it's our coffee. That selling we made things. For you. Yeah. Having your own life. Yep. Waking up without alarm clocks. I did that today. Yep. It's great. Don't tell anyone about this podcast. This is our little secret. <laughs> you can subscribe if you're already subscribed. <laughs> That's what you're saying, basically. This podcast is ending. In three, three, two, two one, one bye. bye.